Let's begin. Yesterday's daf was Memtes. Today's daf Nun. We do a review of yesterday's daf. Get to today's first. Our learning should be a skus for the uh, um, for the Yidden Eretz Yisrael. It should be safe. Chayalim should be all be safe. It should accomplish the goals. Um, also, it's the uh, it's the uh, we commemorate that we it's Yom Hashoah today, so we should commemorate for some people. That for some people, why they don't? Not I everybody. Don't know. Some people say they're not. The Kippur, they say, but right. I my family always said that that was the day. The tenth of Tammuz. Most of the people do it on, on that Sabbath. Okay, so that's the, also have in mind uh, all the people. Uh, whatever this gullus has been long. Okay, I tell you. That's okay. It. It's been a long exile. And also, Lili Nishmas, Yitzchak Heshel ben Avram Gedalia, and Rufur Shalema, Schus for Rufur Shalema 4, Hadas Basronia, Amy Basvora, Tzvito ben Chasha, Miriam Bas Etezisa, and Rach Bashashana. And you add my name to it, even if you have to say, okay, just in case, just in case. have in mind uh, you the lab you the lab in Bacheva. Does he have a doctor's appointment again? No, I'm sure once is enough. Not that doctor. And also Shoshana Golda Bracha. Okay, so that let's start from the review from the from the Mishnah. The Mishnah I think is a good place to start at the bottom of the page on Daf. Um, so basically, we're talking about um, the concept of uh, paying for demei vlados, which is the 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 cost, the price of the the value of the offspring. Um, so the basic principle in the Mishnah is, is that when an animal does it, there's no concept of demei vlados if uh, if it causes a woman to have a miscarriage. But when a man does it. Um, case was where the man had no kavana for her but ended up hitting her and her losing the children so then there is a payment of mevlodos. Mishnah says how do we evaluate mevlodos? So first opinion is, is that you evaluate the before and the after and the difference is what we call the mevlodos. and Rav Shem Gamil says that uh, that's not accurate uh, a woman can actually go up in value after the children are out, okay, but, uh, basically there's two pshatim in what Rav Shem Gamliel is saying, and they're both true. Okay, um, so rather what you do is you just do the Dmei Vlodos, and that goes to the husband, and um, if there is no husband, it goes to his inheritors. If she's, if there was, if there's no inheritors, like she's a shivcha, meaning he's uh, an avid mishukrar, so if there's no children, there's no heirs, same is true by a ger, so then you don't have to pay it at all, even though she's still alive, that's really the point. So, first things first, the Gemara wanted to know is that it sounds like it's only because the kavana was uh, misplaced, meaning it was, uh, it, it, the animal was not intending to hit her. Had the animal been intending to hit her, then there would be payment to the Beblados. That's a contradiction to Ravad of Aravu, who says that that's not true. Shuarim are even when they have kavanah to the isha, they're potter from the Beblados. So the Gemara answers Ravad of Aravu say that really it's true even with a kavanah. The reason why we set up the case this way is because we're contrasting it to the case of the Adam, which is the case of the Torah. The case of the Torah is where the man did intend to. Um, to 
hit a different man and then ended up hitting the lady. So the fact that that was the case of the Pasuk, so that's the case that we wanted to use by Adam, so that's the case why we use by Shor, but it's not to teach us that had he had Kavana, the animal had Kavana specifically with Isha, it would, the Allah would change. Um, okay, next we saw, Rapapa says that, when, uh, that there's a major difference when the animal gores a Shifcha and she loses the offspring, so then the payment of the Mevlatas is there because that's regular damage and there's no different than, than an animal that, uh, that, 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 that was uh, attacked and she and lost, lost the, lost the, uh, the fetus. Um, you pay for the damages and uh, the, because the Pasuk, uh, it's, the Pasuk equates um, a slave to, to an animal in the sense that it's basically property and property damage works that way. Okay. Um, brings us to the next thing. Okay, so uh, how do you calculate Tomei Vlados? So the Gemara is bothered. Why is this called Tomei Vlados? This is Tomei Vlados and Shvach Vlados. Basically, the idea is, is that there's two factors that in- give her an increase in value. One is the actual offspring that's inside, and the other is that she's worth more. So for some reason, that we, there's an improvement in her body, physical body, when there's the offspring inside of her. So the Gemara says, uh, that's exactly what we're saying. How does the Mevlodos and Shlach Vlodos evaluate? You just do the before and the after and pay the difference. Shingomil says, then a woman, it's like never, then, then sometimes you're not even going to pay at all. What, well, what is he saying exactly? So the Rabba's answer is that what, what, what Rabbi Shingomil's point is, is that a woman doesn't go up after birth. Uh, uh, I mean, is not worth more before birth than after birth. In fact, a woman can go up after birth because the birth itself is a risk and uh, she might die. And therefore, taking that into account, that will affect her value. Okay? Um, so rather, what you do is you have to evaluate the vlados separately and give it to the husband. And the price, in fact, says exactly this is the concern, this is the logic. So that's first version. That's Rabbah's understanding. Rabbah says that the case of the is a different thing. Does the woman give her improvement that's not the Mevlados to the husband? That should really be partially hers. Um, and, that's, and that's how he's understanding what Rav Shem is saying, that the Shvach Lodos should be split between her and him. So we brought a price saying exactly like that also, the Rav Gamliel, so that, that's what his point is. So isn't that a steer between the two prices? One is assuming like Rabbi, the other one assuming like Rabbi, the Gemara answers, is that not exactly because there's two scenarios, actually. If it's the first time a woman's uh, pregnant, so the risk is much higher. You don't know um, if she's capable of surviving pregnancy. However, um, but if it's, if it's already, uh, she's had children before, so then the likelihood of complications is much lighter because you, you, know, you see that she get carried full term, etc. And it's not a problem. So then, um, her, in fact, she's worth more before than after. And that's what the other document, the other point is. Okay. Um, now, the Rabbanon's opinion is, is that the Shvaflodos also goes to the husband. Where did they get that from? So the Gemara answer is that if you look in the Psukim, it says, um, that should tell you everything. Obviously, she's pregnant. If when she was hit, 
Yatsu Yolada, the, the offspring came out, the, the, the fetus, she dropped the fetus. But um, why do you have to mention that she was pregnant? So that's the source, according to, according to, um, Rav, uh, according to the Chachamim, that the Shvach Erayon, the, the improvement due to being pregnant, goes to the husband. Because that's part of the Tmei It's included in the Tmei has to explain what the word Har is doing. So he learns out a different idea that the when does when is there a payment for it? That's only when she's hit in the place of the makam arayov, where it would affect that, but somewhere else not. And Republic clarified that that doesn't mean literally, you know, in her womb that she was hit um, down there, but anywhere on the body because that's where that provides the heat to the baby which is necessary for the safety of the baby. But what is being excluded here is that the extremities, any, if, if, she, if a guy wounded her extremities and she dropped the baby, we don't blame him for that. Okay, that's the idea. Even if it does happen, as a result of that, it would be only causative and not be considered direct. That's really the point. Um, then we talked about uh, uh, that uh, if she's a freed slave or a gioress, meaning there's no inheritor, then it goes to you keep it. You don't have to pay it at all. Question is, um, is um, so Rabbi says, a major qualifier on this. It's only true if uh, when she was hit, there was a husband. Before the payment, he died. So that guy keeps the money because it's it goes to the husband and now the husband's no longer there and has no heirs. However, if the husband pre-deceased the uh, the wound the the wound the time that she was hit, so that means that uh, before that she was hit, she had so to speak the monetary rights to her offspring because there's no husband in the picture. So now when she loses the child, she gets the money and it gets to be paid to her. That's Shita's rabble. Comes along Rav Chista and says, I I can't believe this. Um, he didn't say he was sleeping when he said this, like the last line, but he says, I don't understand. Vladas aren't srari. What he's arguing is, Christus' point is, is that we don't look at it as a sack of money. It's not something that just transfers, they could say, well, it's in my belly and I own it now. They don't, they're not like, you. it's not like, you know, we don't own our children. It's not, it doesn't really work that way. No. So it's not, no, correct. That is correct. Um, so that's the story there. So, uh, therefore, if there's a husband, then he has the right. If there's no husband, there's no right. So we had a kasha on this. It says, clearly, Isha, the woman was hit, the offspring came out, you pay Nezek and Tzart of Isha to make lotus to the husband. If there's no husband, it goes to his inheritors. There's no woman, she's dead, then it goes to her inheritors. If she's a shivcha of an ishtakra or gyores, meaning there's nobody, then Zacha, you keep it. So it sounds like not like Rav, uh, not like Rav, 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 uh, sounds like So says, why is that better? Maybe the case is, just like we said earlier, that the case is where he was alive at the time of when she was hit. So you can say the same thing over here, that the Ger was alive at the time she was hit. And then died afterwards. That's one answer. Alternate answer is, is that, uh, um, it is Achim, he says, but, um, the word zacha is wrong. It's really zachsa, because she gets it, and that's what you could say, say what it's saying. So we thought that maybe this machlokas rabba and Rav Kista is a machlokas tanoim. Okay, we have a Bas Yisrael 
that marries a ger, and she's pregnant from him, and then she got wounded while he was alive, the Tmevlotos go to the ger, because he's still alive. After he's dead, one source says chayv, the other source says potter. So Tanoim are arguing whether there's a few or in the case in that case. Now, is that basically a machlok Tanoim? One opinion is basically saying that in that case it got to go to her. Another one saying that potter, you don't have to pay it at all. So Rab is definitely going to have to say, yeah, this is a machlok Tanoim. There's no way that the position that says uh, potter fits with Rabba. So yeah, he says, I hold like the opinion that says chayv. End of story. Okay. But according to Rav Chista, is he forced to say that? Maybe you could argue that uh, the, the sheet of Chayiv is, um, uh, there's a, there's a, it, that it's the Machlokas that we saw earlier of, of uh, the Rabbana with Rav Shem Gamliel, um, which, uh, according to Rav Shem Gamliel, um, basically there's Shvach Vlados, and that goes to her. And that's what's going on over here. Um, so why is it only Lachar Misa? No, the Chiddush is, is that Mechayim, if the husband's alive, then she is only entitled to half of it. After death, so then she gets all of it. Um, so then, uh, all, what's one way of saying? Or it's all Rabshim Gamliel, one's talking about Shvach Vladus, the other one's talking about Tamei Vladus. That also works with Rav Chizda. Um, so why, the Gemara said, why can't we use this, if it's true that the woman gets all the Shvach Vlados when the husband's not in the picture, so why can't we extrapolate from there, that's a sheet, that works in Rav Shem Gamliel's opinion, so uh, let's, uh, let's say the same is true with, from Shvach Vlados to Dmei Vlados, and when there's no husband in the picture, it goes to her, just like Rabba's opinion. So, um, Gemara says there's a big difference. When it comes to Shvach Vlados, we're when the husband's alive, she has rights. She has half the rights. So if the husband's out of the picture, then she gets the full rights of Shvach Vladas. But in the Mevladas, which she has no rights at all, so then there's nothing. nothing. Okay, and that's, uh, that's the idea. Anyway, we took us to a question. Uh, we got I a little further. This is where we got up to? Yeah. All right, so we'll take it from here. Okay, we, got, we, thought we have a lot to do today then.